On this episode, we smoke the 6x52 Toro Amazon Basin from CAO re-released for 2024, and we talk about CAO cigars and their history. I'm your host, Johnny Midas, and you're listening to Burn Line Podcast. Burn Line Podcast. The burn line on a well-crafted cigar is straight and sharp as a razor, much like our wit and wisdom. And what's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages over the age of 21, you are listening to Burnline Podcast, coming to you as always, not live, from the hot box, the smoky back room where deals are struck and fortunes are made, adjacent to the Blanco Cigar Lounge, nestled amongst the complex of rooms that comprise Union Cigar, Hanover, Pennsylvania, USA, the only Blanco Cigar Lounge in North America. I'm Johnny Midas. And I'm Angel El Fumo Solario. Angel, fuck around on your phone. <coughs> yeah, I was getting to... Solorio. Yeah. So, uh... Notes and shit. Yeah, we got a special cigar today. We got the yeah. CAO Amazon Basin re-release. Yep. I think the uh, weather outside is appropriate for the subject matter as well. Yeah, it's like fucking uh, <laughs> monsoon out there. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I think it's been raining since like two or three or something like that. Oh, yeah. It's pretty wet. I mean, it's been raining on and off for a week anyway. Yeah. You know? so, it's like, hey. Yeah, we we had some nice snow, some nice, <clears throat> you know, Arctic polar or whatever. And then yeah. it, it just went up to the 50s and started raining. And so all that's gone. Oh, man. So. Uh, We're oversaturated. This, <laughs> yeah, we've, we've got this Amazon basin. I went through my stash uh-huh. because I have an old one from the original. Oh, nice. And I couldn't find it. Oh, um, I was like, sweet, we're going to get a comparison. Somewhere. Yeah, I'd love to. No, can't find it, but this is the new one, and uh, didn't bring a box. I don't have a box for this one, actually. I bought yeah. uh, singles. Um, I'll flash a picture up there for folks on video, but it's got this really rustic box that kind of looks like a, like if you were a colonialist that were that was like looting Mayan artifacts and sending them back home, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the crate you'd put them in. That's exactly, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, that's the look they were going like, for. Yeah, like that uh, Indiana Jones warehouse. Yeah. you know, yeah, totally looks like that, and it's got a machete on the on it. Like, yep. Uh, it is a really nice looking box. It's very brand specific. Yeah. Like yeah. it is it. It is 100% like for this brand. Right. And uh, um, CEO is really good at presentation anyway with like every cigar. I think so. Like they, yeah. well, some people would say they're compensating for the, uh, for the cigar, <laughs> with the branding. Uh, but yes, they, they do a great job. And I, I think they do a great job with this one as well. I don't know. They're no Gurkha. <laughs> no, no. Well, I'm not going to get into that one. But yeah, you want to talk about. They're more the swag, though. Yeah. You know? But even still. Because their branding's not that great on their cigars, Gurkha. They've overplayed it. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, um, this is the stick. And it's got that really cool, uh, I don't know, what would you call it? It looks like it's just tobacco, like a tobacco leaf. And they just rolled it up. That, that's exactly what it is. And that's what it is. Uh, I'm not sure how they stuck it on here, though. So It's like a band. It's just, it's not a yeah. band. It's a, I'm just not, I think they used a shit ton of pectin, maybe. I don't know. But it's pretty impressive that it's still on there. It's I think obviously it's cool. squeeze. If you look at your cigar, it's squeezing it, though. It's pretty tight. Yeah. Well, so I've seen the 
I've seen the cap get pigtailed and pulled down and wrapped around. Uh-huh. This is not. It's not connected no. to the cap, it's which is interesting. So, yeah, very rustic, the whole thing. However, look at this leaf. So this is an Ecuadorian Sumatra. Yep. Mine is gorgeous. There's a little couple of nicks on the edges right there. But it's like modeled. It's like, uh, I don't know, Colorado Maduro. Uh, you can see it's a fairly thin wrapper leaf. Yeah. It looks like it's going to be fairly high-end. Um, I little, just, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's a gorgeous cigar. Okay. I was going to say, lighting yours difference at a distance, yeah. looks a little darker chocolatey. Also, yours is more like waxy, maybe? Yeah, just the hair. Did that all come off your fingers? Or was no, that the, that's just how it is, man. I didn't know if that was like nope. bacon, egg, and cheese McMuffin. No. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, one cool thing and note, you can see the different fillers that they use. Yeah, I think that's super yeah. cool. Yeah, you normally don't get to see that, yeah. like on the foot, but this one is really pronounced. They use uh, three yeah. different fillers, and you can clearly see them. And it's, I think it's pretty cool. It adds to the character of the cigar. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think that uh, the like branding presentation or whatever yeah. on this, like. <clears throat> It's just super cool because not a lot of guys are doing this like jungle hunter theme, right. you know, for their cigars. Everyone is doing the like, you know, kind of like colonial luxury, yeah, thing. You know, y- you know, more towards the luxury, like, hey, you're yeah. spending money in a cigar. Yeah. But no, I like I like this. Yeah. You know, it's rustic. Like, hey, we all got to remember the origins of cigars. Yeah. You know, yeah. it wasn't in a nice plantation. You know? <laughs> yeah, it was literally wild. It was a wild plant. It's a wild plant, so. <clears throat> Although not as wild as, uh, you know, we think, like, at least uh, according to, like, Francisco and others. Yeah. He's like, man, when the Spanish came over, they were already cultivating this tobacco. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. Yeah. So, anyway, um, really good presentation. I like it. It is unique. It's different. Um, I think the most interesting thing, like, let's talk about the cigar. The most interesting thing is how little of the tobacco actually comes from the Amazon basin. Right. Most of it is the Nicodarian and uh, Nicaraguan and Ecuadorian. <clears throat> Maybe the uh, Brazilian, that's about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Brazilian. So the, so that's that's actually a lot of info. Why don't we light it and smoke it first? Yep. You know, so that I can actually get smoking on it. It is time for the official cutting. And the official cutting to you is brought to you by Fat Boy Cigars. The bold and delicious flavor of premium hand-selected tobacco leaves are highlighted in the original Jacked Cigar from Fat Boy Cigars. And don't forget to try the Fat Boy Cigars Boots on the Ground series for every cigar you purchase in this series. Fat Boys will donate $1 to a charity benefiting our frontline heroes. Fat Boy Cigars, welcome to the Fat Boys world. And... My official cutting is with the close-ended Drew Estate. It's like the freestyle live cutter, but it's yeah. not. And you've got the open-ended... Craftman's bench. Double guillotine as well. Yep. All right. And as always, we remind you to clip that cigar with authority. I didn't get enough off. Again. This is number two. It's it's one of those where, like... Try they couldn't careful. decide <laughs> if it was a Parejo or a Torpedo. Yeah. Like, at the last minute, they couldn't decide. Um, no limp-wristed cutting allowed and we are also tapping out the cigar 
you can see some of that dottle coming off. So I brought a gentle lighter today, which I think I'm going to be using this one for our more, uh, you know, exclusive cigars. So that way we're not fucking roasting and sending it to outer space. Oh, I like it. So <clears throat> it's a knockoff. It's Chinese. So it's, it's not what, Fuji a, film. A soft, <laughs> is it a soft, soft no, flame or it's just a, a small? It's a small, single but it can, it can get pretty, pretty big, but yeah. I have it at medium. Uh, yeah, for a little guy, yeah. Free 99. And it is time for the official lighting of the cigar. And I am using, well, I was going to use my Rocky. I guess I'm using my official Johnny Midas soft flame, the gold bar lighter. <laughs> one of a million all right so i'm getting a nice uh getting a nice toast on oh, here yeah. i really like using the uh soft flame and as always we remind you toasted not roasted <clears throat> looked up a little bit about the amazon basin and where it's at did you know the amazon basin is 35 percent of the south american landmass i did i have been in the amazon basin <laughs> how about that i have not and the Amazon Basin is also 2.7 million square miles. And I did not collect any artifacts and send them back in wooden crates. Uh, but I did bring back a spear. Nice. So, wooden uh, wooden spear. <clears throat> did you buy it or was it a souvenir of your survival? <laughs> uh, it was a gift. Okay. So, we were with the uh, Amazonas Aguaruno. Mm-hmm. Um, they do not speak... Spanish. Now, this was in Peru. Okay. Like, once you go over the mountains, you know, it's like the lines on the map are kind of irrelevant. Right. Exactly. You know, oh, yeah. So, you're in the Amazon basin. Technically, we're in Peru, so, which is good because, yeah. you know, the the Peruvian government and laws, like, they're they're pretty, um, I don't know, advanced. Yeah. Right? They're fairly stable and all of that. Yeah. We did have bandits, so I still had to have soldiers on the bus. Yep. I just told you to be careful about that fucking. All right, so we did not record any of that, so nice. I'm going to go ahead and start recording video. And uh, Oh, was that an accident anyway? Yeah, like we didn't record any of the intro or anything. Yeah, forgot to hit record. As usual, Burnline Podcast operating flawlessly. That's right. And responding to flaws flawlessly. No bloopers here. No bloopers whatsoever. As I get uh, interrupted in the middle of it by uh, the alarm company, my uh, real job has an issue, so I might have to step out for that. All right, so we've got a quarter of an inch in on this guy, and uh, I think it's fair to do some tasting. Now... My recollection of the original was a surprising coriander note. And are you familiar with coriander? Uh, not at all. Okay, because they do use it in Mexican cooking. Um, Maybe. <laughs> sometimes, yeah. Well, at least Anglo recipes for Mexican dishes. Um, I was like, uh, I'm not aware. <laughs> it's like a, it's a little, it's like a BB. You know what a BB looks like? Yeah. It's like a beige BB. And you grind it up and it's citrusy. Maybe I know what it is. I just don't know the English yeah, version. Yeah, could, could, could be. Yeah, Google. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm not not really tasting coriander in this, but it has a really really interesting flavor. So 
there is definitely earth and fruit, mm-hmm. and then there is the and a little leather, and then there is this. Um, I get a little cedar wood out of it, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which is almost starting to become a generic flavor, because I think that's like three or four cigars in a row that we get that same cedar woods. Well, it's from the box, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, and cedar's used all throughout. Really, it's cypress, yep. by the way. Uh, if you are building a humidor or whatever for your cigar, please do not use actual cedar. You will poison yourself. No. Use Spanish cedar, which is also known as cypress. That's the actual wood. Yeah. Um, no, there is this, um, there is a, it's like fermented tobacco taste. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm really struggling to put another taste on it, but it, it's this rich. It's like this age. Umami aged fermented, almost like um, when you would run down to the crick as a kid. Well, you didn't have cricks. No. You were in Los Angeles. We had sewer lines. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> you go down to the crick and there's like this rich black soil with fiddlehead ferns growing in it. There was rich black soil there. And like the smell of the fermenting mud. Yep. It's almost a, a fermented, fermenting mud tobacco flavor, but it's delicious mm. that kind of sounded like a gross description <laughs> i was gonna say not <laughs> on my end on your end it sounded great i was like yep that sounds like the uh the aqueducts and stuff in la just does not sound pleasant like you're making it <laughs> yeah it's like um yeah it's definitely like ferment fermentation mm-hmm. it's it's umami it reminds me of i i got to go to a um old school soy plant one time where they have the the Big bowls in the floor. Okay. And like bare feet and stuff. And like the smell of the fermenting soybeans. It reminds okay. me of that. Um, really delicious, though. Yeah. And uh, I would call this a mid full right off the bat. Like, I wouldn't, you know, it's not like a padrone. It's not full, full. Right. But it's definitely fuller than mid. Yeah. They describe it as a medium to full. So mm. I can see that. I wonder if it'll sneak up on us like the other cigars have. It right? seems stronger than that. Yeah. It already seems a little strong. It does. It is a little, yeah. Smoke have, output like, is good. Yep. It's very dark. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a good good smoke, good amount of smoke. Yeah, I get a little fruitiness at the end. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's a generic fruit flavor. Yeah, it's right so at the, weird. Right at the finish. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird, but it's cool. Like, that's, I've never had that before. Now, what about... Do you taste a little smokiness? Not like, like the cigar smoke? smoke, but yeah, like smoked meat. Yeah. Yeah, there's a little bit of that. Just a little there. bit. Kind of like the last cigar, yeah. Whew, that gave me a little buzz, man. Yeah, it did. Hell yeah. Yeah. This is a strong... This like is the, right the, off the bat. The strength this is no, this is high no on this one. Yeah. Well, I mean, Whew. the tobaccos they used on it, I would hope so. All right, yeah, so let's talk about this cigar. Um, so Ecuadorian Sumatra, which I think is, that's one of our favorite wrappers right now, right? Yeah, it really is. It's like a sweet, it typically has like a little bit of a cinnamon flavor to it. Um, Ecuador's making some good wrappers, good affordable wrappers right now, I think. Um, and then the binder is Nicaraguan. And then the filler is a mix of Colombian and Dominican and Brazilian. Brazilian. 
Now, this is the special tobacco. The Brazilian is the special. It's also the one that looks funny. That little, yeah. that little strip on the side of lighter tobacco. Yep. That was the Brazilian. And it, uh, it's called uh, Braganza. I think it's Braganca, maybe Braganza. It's, I don't it's know. It's Braganza uh, in Anglo. Yeah. It's pronounced as a Z. Yeah, because it's got the um, accent mark, but on the bottom. Yeah, the uh, I'm not Portuguese. Familiar. Yeah, I'm not familiar yeah. with that. Yeah, it's mark. pronounced Braganza in like Anglo. I don't okay. know how the Portuguese really say it. I'm, I've never heard it said by a Portuguese. I would, my Portuguese is a little eh, because like we had that Portuguese customer. It kind of mm-hmm. worked out, but it's kind of like... The way they talk, it's kind of like exaggerated. Kinda yeah, it is. So, so it would kind of sound like, uh, Braganza. Yeah, like Braganza. Yeah, like it's a little, little sing songy. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a cool language, man. Yeah. Like it's really pretty. Um, and so, so here's the deal with this tobacco. First of all, it is according to general, right? So you always have to say according to general because there's definitely some marketing and shit that goes on, mm-hmm. right? But um, <clears throat> the soil is virgin rainforest soil, which I don't believe for a second because rainforest soil is so incredibly unfertile, like you can't grow anything in it. That's where that uh, that black soil that the Mayans or whoever invented. Yeah, the, it's called uh, Tierra Prieta, which yeah. means black dirt or black soil, dirt, yeah. however you want to say it. Tierra, tierra Prieta. Tierra yeah. Prieta. Tierra Prieta. The word Prieta kind of means dark, yeah, yeah, brown, and it's super rich. So it's I'm sure yeah. the soil is you know actually right. turned into farm soil, but anyway, um, they're on, they only harvest every three years, and then they uh, roll the leaves up into these tubes, and they're called uh, carote, mm-hmm. which I I don't know I know that's French for carrot, right? I um, don't, yeah, there, so there's a lot of words in South America that just don't translate to Spanish either. Yeah. They're more like colloquial or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like a colloquial. There's a lot of words. I'm like, yep, don't know that one. <laughs> and if you look up the word, like, it will say rolled up tobacco leaf. Yeah. Right? Like, that's the meaning of it. Yeah, I want to say maybe it's a native word. Could be. Or it could be some French guy mm-hmm. said that looks like a carrot and it stuck. You know? Maybe that, hey, that actually makes sense. You that know? tracks. Yeah. Um, but they roll them up in these tubes to, to age and ferment. Yeah. Um, and then they ship them out on canoe, right? Now, I've been in a South American canoe, and it's not like, you know, what you're thinking, which is like somebody in a butt flap with like a hollowed-out log and a paddle. <laughs> you know, it's like a metal canoe with a, an outboard on the back, but whatever. Uh, it, it sounds amazing, you know, when you're branding your, your cigar or whatever. So that's the super special tobacco that's yeah. supposed to be in this. Um, and uh, that's kind of the story. So yeah. I think the, I guess for me, the most interesting thing about the Amazon Basin, both the first one and this one, um, is how little of the tobacco comes from the Amazon Basin. Yeah. So I, that's just the marketing thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, it's. This only this little part of the cigar comes from there, so mm-hmm. we're going to call it that. But hey, you know what? I still enjoy it. And I'll say this: this is a pretty unique flavor. Yeah, it, it really doesn't is. remind me Dude. of anything else. No. So you know, however they came up with the blend, it worked. Where you know they're they're putting this tobacco in and it's changing the flavor for sure. Yeah. Um. So shout out to the blender. I think they did a great job so far. Yeah, and it's pretty cool. 
Uh, the video wasn't rolling, unfortunately, at the beginning. But when before we lit on the foot, you can see that in the filler, the Brazilian uh, tobacco, which was way darker. It was pretty cool. You can kind of see it on the head. Yeah, a little Not bit. Not a whole lot. Yeah. But a lot more on the foot. Yeah. And it was pretty cool. I've never seen that before. Yeah, that tri. It was a tricolor foot. Yeah. Where, like you had your uh, medium, which was like your wrapper yep. and binder, and then you had this very light. And it's very dark. Yeah. Or it looked lighter compared to the dark yep. uh, tobacco leaf. So pretty cool. And three t- three tobaccos in the filler. Yeah. Um, thought the Colombian was an interesting yeah. addition. Um, I've had a CAO's Colombian and wasn't impressed by it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure why they decided. Not that They're I They're probably trying to use it. up the tobacco. Probably, because I'm like, uh, Colombian doesn't really give me anything to write home about yeah well they're yeah they're not famous in the cigar mm-hmm. industry for making awesome tobacco Just you know other plants. well it's like the u.s you know yeah. until i would say until maybe a few years ago five years tops mm-hmm. like broadleaf you know connecticut broadleaf was fine especially if it was grown yeah. you know shade grown connecticut you know for a wrapper leaf <clears throat> but pennsylvania and connecticut broadleaf were kind of just junky filler, yeah, you know, cheap filler, and that's changed. Yeah, Pennsylvania Broadleaf yeah. is insane. Those uh, and it's a- gone up in price. Yeah, those Amish guys mm-hmm. did something. <laughs> so it's fine. I just get pictures of your mom in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh, copyright strike. Um, <laughs> yeah. Snap into a Cia Brasilia. Yeah. Um, all right. So the the burn line isn't fantastic. You can see mine is. Um, not holding a Actually, really straight line. Yours is really good. Yep. And the ash looks great. Yeah, it really does. That is a nice white. Yeah. This is obviously well-aged tobacco. Yeah, definitely got a lot of the imperfections out. This is this thing is weird. This is a weird cigar. It is, man. It's totally different. Yeah. The only thing I could compare like this to, like in weirdness level, was the PDM Maduro, not the PDM that we smoked on the show. They're not the same flavor, just being compared, unique and different. Bring, yeah. yeah, but it's not weird in a bad way. Mm-mm. Like it's a really enjoyable stick. I would definitely put this on the. If you can find one online, snap it up. Yeah, you know they're this gonna is, sell out fast. Just right off the bat, I know we normally save it for the end, but this is definitely a. Uh, <clears throat> more seasoned cigar smoker cigar. This is yeah, not a beginner yeah. cigar because they're not going to pick up on the nuances. And you Well, know. and also, I'm an inch in, and I'm buzzed, man. Yeah, it's it's got a, it packs a punch, and we uh, still got a good ways yeah, to go. Yeah. So. Oh, boy. Buckle up, gentlemen. Yeah, strap on in. All right. Uh, so we got a good light and a good burn, some good flavors going on, and we want to talk about CAO. But before that, I think it is time for our Tobacconist Tip of the Week. And now your Tobacconist Tip of the Week with Angel Solorio. Well, on this week's uh, Tobacconist Tip of the Week, um, we're going to talk about rescuing cigars. So I know we've talked about it before, but say you have like a dried cigar that you bought at some cigar shop or you... Like somebody I really know, really close, forgot about a cigar 
Yeah. And yeah. you need to rescue it. <clears throat> Ziploc bags are your friends. So you can get your cigar, say it's kind of dry, but it's not dead, you know, where the wrapper hasn't popped. Because once it pops, uh, it's not mm-hmm. really worth saving. But you can stick your cigar in a Ziploc bag, get a paper towel. Uh, I use bottled water, not sink water. Right. Douse that uh, paper towel with the bottled water, wring it out, stick it in there. Usually in about, I want to say two days, it's ready and saved. And then just stick it back in the humidor, and then it'll be good to smoke. Let it bounce out. Yeah, because if you go to smoke it right away, it is not going to be okay. So here's what I do is I take a gallon zip. Mm -hmm. I take a paper towel, and I use a specific type that's, it's, uh, I'm not going to say that the name on the air because they're not paying me, but um, it's super absorbent. Yeah. And I use the glycerin water that mm-hmm. you can buy, you know, in the shop yep. for your humidor. And I douse it and I put it in the bottom of the Ziploc. Mm-hmm. Then I fold the bag over. And then I put the cigar in. So it's never touching that super right. damp uh, paper towel. And then I let it sit there. And yeah, it's about two or three days. Yeah. And then I take it out and I put it in my humidor. And I usually leave it there for about a week. Yeah. And it's usually okay. Because I know as a beginner, when I was a beginner, I've smoked an over-humidified cigar, like a mm-hmm. spongy cigar. Mm-hmm. And that is a very accurate smoke. It's very bitter. Mm-hmm. Just being over-humidified makes it very yeah. bitter. I don't know if you've ever done that before. I have. Yeah. Absolutely. So, <clears throat> it's not a good experience. Yeah. So that's Now, the other what, thing you can do is you can bring your cigar to your local tobacconist, you know, like here at Union. And uh, tell them you want to rescue it, and most cigar shops will do that for you. Yeah, they can. Um, and uh, they'll go through a series of Boveda packs and stuff like yeah. that. It might, it'll probably take longer. Usually, it works. Yeah, that's why I just go with the towel method, and it's very inexpensive. Yeah, I just do it myself. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, I had a, um, I had a cigar that I got in the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. I had a had a few, and I left it like in my backpack. When, when we came back from our trip, and I found it, like, I don't know, like a week and a half later or something yeah. like that. Totally dry. It wasn't ruined. Right. You know, it, it, was dry to, it, was yeah. just, it was just too dry to smoke. And that's all I did. Threw it in a Ziploc, just like we described. And uh, <clears throat> after a couple of days, dropped it in the humidor. It gets balanced out and yeah. smoked just like the other ones. So yep. it, it worked. Yeah, because you also don't want to smoke a dry cigar. Because right. your wrapper is going to pop, and it's just going to burn unevenly, and it's just not going to taste right. They make a thing called a, um, I think it's called a humidoctor or something Humidoctor. Like humidoctor. Yeah. I don't recommend it because you're poking your cigar. You're poking the wrapper. I'm like, I don't need to be that fancy. I mean, I can tell now by feel. Well, drawing air in where it's not lit is yeah. a great way to ruin the experience. Mm-hmm. Right, because you're just getting air in, and you can it leads to hot spots as the yeah. cherry gets close, and and then you're not getting a lot of smoke. Yep. You know, you're getting a lot of just air. Yeah, with time you'll be able to tell. Hey, is this cigar worthy of smoking at the moment by just feeling and you know, mm-hmm. rolling it around in your hand and pushing it. Now I am doing the evening up method that you mentioned in your mm-hmm. tobacconist tip the other week, and you can see uh, the burn line is starting to even up. So great tip. Yep. Again, just the long part goes on top, and uh, yeah, the natural way that tobacco burns, it's going to even itself out, yep. so good call. Well, thank you for that tobacconist tip of the week. So let's talk about uh, CIO Cigars. So 
there's um, a really cool story here. Yep. And I guess, you know, first thing I've got to say is if you go to the CAO website, um, it's very slick, well-presented, it's optimized for mobile, and it has zero information on it. Right. Even when we were talking about the uh, Braganza and the Carotes and taking it out on a canoe, like, that's not even on the website. No. You know. But more disappointing, the CAO brand is owned by General, and there's nothing about the CAO history. No. Which is, I think, a shame. Right. Because it's a great story. So it starts with Kane Osgener, and uh, he was a... Um, Armenian born in yeah. Istanbul and immigrated to the U.S. And uh, not he, Constantinople, not Constantinople. <laughs> and uh, he uh, was a chemical engineer for DuPont and very successful. And he started a uh, pipe tobacco company. Mm-hmm. By the way, the uh, I looked it up. So it, his name for us is Kano area. Organzo, or right, and but is the actual pronunciation is um, Jano Aret, but just something to throw out there. Oskiner, Oskiner, yeah, yes. <laughs> he's your kin. Neretsek <laughs> Baron, yeah, yes, I am Kichmika Haskanaj, exactly. Tukmeragatsiek, yes, uh, he's my kin. Um, so I can pronounce this. So fuck you with your Spanish. <laughs> we finally had an episode where, <laughs> where I can have the correct pronunciation. Uh, yeah, so uh, Kano came over and um, was very successful. And you know, the, the Armenians highly prize um, education and wealth and success. They're really a, an entire nation of merchants. Um, so they tend to be, you tend to find them, you know, with high levels of education in things like law and medicine and engineering. Um, in fact, my family on that side, you know, we have degrees from Harvard and Yale mm-hmm. and Johns Hopkins and uh, Georgetown Law. Um, and uh, two of my relatives worked on the space shuttle program. Um, and that's kind of typical. Um, and he was no no exception, but he had this side hobby besides being a very successful chemical engineer for DuPont with uh, pipe tobacco. And he actually came up with a product on the request of a customer. Meerschaum pipes at the time had these uh, press fit stems. And when you got stuff caught in there, it was almost impossible to take that mm-hmm. stem out without breaking it. And he came up with a threaded stem. Um, and uh, he told his son, you know, a customer asked for it. And an Armenian never turns down a customer order, right? Right. Uh, hence the wealth. Um, so eventually it turned into a cigar company and uh, went global. Yep. Now, this he started it in the cigar boom. So uh, incorporated in 93, but really didn't do business till 94. So you'll right. see both dates in there. Um, and CAO is his initials, by the way. CAO is his initials, right? In case you couldn't figure that out. <laughs> Um, and went global, and in 2010, I think, sold to Swedish Match. Yep. Which so was merging with Scandinavian Tobacco Group, which was merging with ST. So, you know, in uh, roughly you know less than 15 years, grew it into a 
huge multi-million dollar business and sold out. Yeah. He also and had health issues, which was part of the reason why he sold. Yeah. Well, actually, it was 2007, was it? I think, that he sold to Match. Okay. And 2011 is when they sold his to General, I think. So those are some rough dates there. Yeah, he was having some health issues. Now, he was a entrepreneur in other ways as well and a, a big advocate for art in his community. So he actually started the Oz Arts Center in Nashville. And to this day, if you go to Nashville, people know, know the Osgoners um, and that name because they had so much, you know, philanthropy and stuff in the in the community. Yeah. So just a really great story about, you know, an immigrant who came over here, made it big and um, did so much for the community. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he, he kind of couldn't keep up with how big the company had gotten. He was having some yeah. health issues. Um, and so he sold. And then uh, General bought the brand, and uh, Kano passed away in 2017, I believe. Yeah. So it's been been about five years uh, since he left us. So shout out to him and his family. Uh, yep. Great job. Um, and, you know, a little bit of, um, I don't know, disappointment on my side that, you know, you can go to their website and like most general products, it's pretty slick and, you know, well-managed and everything. Uh, but they don't mention the history at all. And I feel like that's a lost opportunity to highlight, um, you know, a classic part of the American cigar right. industry, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. His son uh, actually started his own cigar company. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say 2021. What's it called? Uh, the uh, I'm pretty sure it's the Osgenar Cigar Company. Like that's literally it. Interesting. So it's pretty cool. Uh, he actually left cigar making for a while, and then, especially with you know the passing of his father, decided to carry the torch a little. Yep. Man, look at this ash, which I just ashed all over my H6 sound collector. <laughs> Perils of uh, podcasting. Yeah, that was a good ash, man. Yeah, well, I guess we know it's cigar uh, ash proof. Yeah, still working. <laughs> Wait till I spill my coffee on it. All right. So that's a little history of CIO cigars, and then today, um, you know, their brand with uh, General is we go where the tobacco takes us. You know, and like a lot of American companies, um, the tobacco doesn't originate here, mm-hmm. and so they have to have some kind of story in marketing and branding, and that's theirs. Is you know, we collect these awesome tobaccos and, you know, we make these products with them. And I think CAO is prob- probably most famous for two things. One is the flathead. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty highly rated. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, One of my go-tos. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other would be their country lines. Yeah. Right. So the CAO Brasilia box press, it's still a go-to stick. Oh, yeah. Me. You know, that's a good one. They had the uh, Colombian, didn't like that. The American, not too fond. The Italia, it's okay. I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll pick that up from time to time. Uh, was there anything else? Yeah, the Socalo, which is the San Andreas. The They had a Nicaraguan too, didn't they? Yep, Nicaraguan. Uh, yeah, Nicaragua. Yeah, and then they had the, just, it was called the Cameroon and then the Connecticut. And then they've got like some offshoots on the flathead. They've got the 660, they've got the yep. spark plug. Um, the fire starter, I think that's what it was called. The other one that was made by uh, that was grown near a volcano. 
It's yeah, a yeah. volcanic soul oil. Yeah. Which I smoked that and man, that is an earthy stick. Is it? Oh yeah. Like yeah. very earthy. You can taste the dirt where it was mm-hmm. grown. <clears throat> it's not a terrible smoke, but it's like you wanna taste you wanna taste the country? That's mm-hmm. what you pick. Well that that's up. how it is with Armenian brandy. <clears throat> so you know, Armenia is mountainous and volcanic soil. Mm-hmm. And among brandy connoisseurs, Armenian brandy is held in higher regard than cognac. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's more rustic and flavorful. It's less smooth and delicate. So uh, during the Cold War, Stalin used to ship a train car full of Armenian brandy to Winston Churchill. And if any man knew his vices... It was Winston Churchill, so right. I'll, I'll take his word on that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's what really goes on, you know. Like, yeah, it, it, in public, it's like we hate each other, yeah. and then in private, it's like you want some brandy. That's how we avoided. I'll take some brandy. That's how we avoided World War Three for I'll, a while. <laughs> I'll send you socks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how we avoided World War Three was sharing vices. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, you'll send me brandy. I'll send you food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Since you murdered all the Ukrainians, yep. they can't make bread for you anymore. And uh, for the record, Armenians aren't real. Oh, my God. Here we go. <laughs> no. Oh yeah. Hey, you guys got share. Something like that. So <laughs> I'm uh, just about ready to transition into the second third. Yeah. It's it's burning kind of slow. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally okay with that. And it does have like a... It's starting to have like a... Um, it's almost a citrus element, but it's like a sour, a little bit of a sour, which is kind of unique. Um, I think the the only tobacco, like Puro, you know, single leaf that I've smoked that was definitely like salty sweet was Peruvian. And I would love to taste this uh, special Braganza tobacco yep. by itself to see, you know, what its flavors might be like alone. Um, but I am picking up a little bit of that uh, sour. Yeah. And, like, I'm just smelling the smoke off the cigar. It's a little leathery and fruity, which mm-hmm. is kind of weird. Like, I'm not sure where the fruit notes come from. That's kind of strange. I don't know, but it, you remember those fruit roll-ups when you were a kid? Yeah. Kind of reminds me of that. Yep. You know? Yeah, you rolled up a fruit roll-up and yeah. started smoking it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder how those burn. Yeah. If they burn too quick, we got a problem. Probably gelatinous. Yeah. Probably a good fire starter. Yeah, it's probably a great fire starter. Yeah, definitely the the fruit is strong in this. Mm -hmm. Like, the whole way. And it's a generic fruit. I can't, you know, like, I can't put my finger on it. Yeah. It's just fruity. Yeah, it really is, dude. That's it's so strange. Yeah. What a unique cigar, man. Yeah, it really is. And uh yeah, it's still strong. Oh yeah. You this, can feel the nicotine. Yeah, it's slow. This is a this is a strong stick. Now, I don't know if you can see this on camera, but you'll notice how the the part that's burning is a good two millimeters wider than the yeah. rest of the stick. Like it, it expands a little bit as it heats up. Which, you know, all tobacco does, but this mm-hmm. is kind of pronounced. It's turning into a Figurado. <laughs> yeah. My ash is still holding pretty good. I feel like if Indiana Jones smoked a cigar, it'd be this one. It'd be this one. Yeah. No, he wouldn't smoke it. He'd put it in a museum. <laughs> it belongs in a museum. Yeah. You got a long ash. Have you ashed yet? Mm-mm. 
it wants to go. Yeah. It wants to go. You I got an in, inch and a half on there? I that is a good. Uh, no, look at that. That's interesting because the first half inch has a little more yellow than the rest right. of it. Right. It's an interesting ash. Man, this is a very well-constructed cigar. Yeah, it is. All right, uh, with that, I think it is time for our tobacco news of the week. What do you have for us, El Fumo? And now your cigar news of the week with Angel Solorio. This is very interesting because of other happenings. Everybody just keeps doing the same thing. What? Uh, that never happens in the cigar industry. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so, <laughs> Rocky Patel is now releasing their Year of Year the, the Dragon. Dragon. Oh, oh, my God. Jesus Surprise. Christ. Well, Gurkha, I think, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you have enough money to take on, like, uh, three other behemoths. Oh, good God. Yeah, so, good luck with that. <clears throat> so, <laughs> I don't I don't really know how to what to comment on that, because it's just funny. How do you... How do you fight that kind of trademark when it's not a trademark? I don't know. I, I also don't know why all of these companies are coming out with Year of the Whatever. I think because it is the Year of the Dragon. Is it the Year of the Dragon this year? Yeah. But in any case, like Chinese Zodiac, it's like, I mean, what is that? What are we up to? Six companies now? Yeah. Yeah. It's Almost kinda, every company. I wonder if all these companies are trying to sell in China. You know, like that might make more sense. Yeah. Uh,. I forget Davidus is releasing that in yeah, in China. We're yeah. releasing cigars in America. We're calling them uh, Year of the Barbecue, Year of the F one fifty, Year of the Silverado. <laughs> yeah, but <clears throat> um, there is also a so there is a Nicaraguan. It's called a Puro Sabor, which is a Nicaraguan cigar, like a nationwide cigar festival. So if you had the coin, you could have done a multi-cigar uh, tour down there, which uh, Perdomo, Placencia, and all, uh, many of those plantations are participating. So you know how you can do the bourbon tour yeah, in yeah. Kentucky. So they're doing the, oh, the equivalent. Sweet. Yeah, I was like, man, that would be is so cool. Is that going cool. on right now? Yes, that is currently oh, going on. I missed it. I've seen some pictures, and I'm so jealous. Like I said, if you got the coin, that would be one of the coolest things to do. Because those two names made that country. Like, Perdomo and Placencia, if it wasn't for those guys, you know, Nicaraguan tobacco wouldn't be where it is. Mm -hmm. um, I'm which sure I'm leaving somebody out of that convo, but those are the two big names. Yeah, which, oddly enough, or funny enough, however you want to say it, uh, Gano's first cigar, the Gold Robusto, was actually made by Placencia. Mm -hmm. So, kind of ties and, that you in. you know, like, folks that just got into the cigars... Yeah. Like, Placencia is a name yeah. for a luxury cigar. Uh, they don't know that Placencia didn't make Placencia no, cigars. they were just rollers. They were rollers. And they made high-end cigars for a lot of people for yeah. decades Yep. before... Uh, they started making their own. Yeah, branding their own sticks. Which I'm not sure what made that decision, but hey, I'm glad they did. You know, made their own sticks. Like, a, the Alma Fuerte is one of my favorite. I had that yesterday. Oh. I smoked that yesterday. And then one last piece to kind of tie it in. Uh, General Cigar is making a new uh, cigar for the Flathead series. It will be releasing soon. It's an 8x60 called the Resonator. Because it, it, it's the size of a fucking yeah, Resonator like, on a motorcycle. Check that out. Good that Lord. is a large stick. Yeah, that, Flathead kind of went that direction. You know, they, they already had the 660. Yeah, 
which is one of my favorites. Mm. So that is a lot of tobacco. Oh, uh, <laughs> got one last one, and then Gurkha announces their release of the Year of the Dragon series. Oh, good God! <laughs> Enough with the Year of the Dragon. Uh, it is. I, I just think it's funny. All right, so we are smoking this six by fifty-two Toro. This is the um, Amazon Basin by CAO, and they don't really have a, a name for the wrapper. It's just the Amazon Basin. Yeah, I think uh, I would definitely call this a Colorado Maduro, and that's going more off of the color, yeah, than anything else. Um, and this is the 2024 release, Not and the, the last one was... 2022-ish. 2022? I think it was 2022. It's been a little bit. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it has been 2014 was the first one, wasn't it? I believe so. Yeah. And then they set some aside for not this Amazon Basin, but from that batch for the Amazon Basin 2024 Añejo. Yes. So the yeah. if you smoke the Añejo, you're technically getting the first batch. Mm-hmm. So I haven't smoked that one, so I'm wondering how you know how similar. Añejo means be. like decade, right? Yeah, just a little bit more age. So, or might Añejo be, means year. What does it no, mean? No, no, Añejo means uh, more aged, just longer aged. Oh, does it? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so yeah, if you get the special Añejo. 2024 Amazon Basin. You're yeah. getting tobacco from the original 2014. Correct. correct? Yeah. yeah. So that was pretty cool that they thought of that ahead of time. They're like, yeah, Here, let's let's just put a loan aside. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I think it's only three thousand boxes. Yeah. It's not that many, which is cool. It's like, damn. So Shit, if you didn't get the get first, that. yeah, if you didn't get the first one, you can still get your hands technically on it by smoking the 2024 Añejo. Nice. Nice. So I'm not sure how much. I'm sure it's a little bit more. I don't know, but it's going in my humidor. <laughs> All right, let's talk about um, flavor on this guy. I mean, I'm maybe a halfway through, and you can see I'm still struggling with my burn line. I'll hold that up to the camera. You can see it doesn't want to burn super evenly. It just feels like a thick cigar. It does, yeah. Your, yours is burning much more evenly. Yeah. Uh, well, Probably because I'm talking more. Yeah, yeah it's a good ash. Um, still strong. There it goes. Never mind. <laughs> Oh, no. Um, good construction, great burn, yeah. good smoke output. And then as far as the flavor goes, it's still strong, man. I don't know where the mid-full came from because I'm going to say strength is full and then body is probably mid-full on this one. Um, not a breakfast cigar. No, not a breakfast cigar. Breakfast cigar for us only because of for what we're doing. But holy crap, this is... Not something I'd be like, here, let me go smoke one for the first one. Yeah. yeah. First hour of the morning. Let's smoke this. So the uh, sweet and sour component has picked up. A mm-hmm. um, little bit of salty. Yeah, just a right? touch. Um, there's still a little bit of like smoke, smoky meat in there. Um, the cedar's dropped off a little for me. Yeah. I'm getting a slight vegetal. Yeah, yeah. Very, very slight. Yeah, a li- yeah. little bit of vegetal. So that picked it burns up. down. Interesting. Really delicious and unique cigar. Like yeah. I, I think I'm gonna smoke another one of these just because. Like I want to do it yeah. again. Um, 
So if you're a chronic smoker and you've smoked your way around the humidor, this is one to pick up, you know, because it's going to be a different experience. Um, I really can't peg it to anything else. No, I really can't. We were talking about uh, before the show how General's um, Mark Twain, the press, is like a dead ringer for the Alec Bradley Prensado. Yep. Pressnado. <laughs> Prensado. They, they've got the... No, the... The consonants are in the wrong order in that fucking word. Whatever. Um, this is not like that. There's not another one where you're like, oh, that tastes like that. You know? Yeah. And with that, I think it is time to rank this cigar. Yeah. So, There's again, we left. are smoking the CAO Amazon Basin 2024. And uh, the MSRP is like fourteen and a quarter. Okay. Um, that seems like about the price that I yeah. paid for it. Actually, that's not bad for what it is. I don't think so, no. Man. So why don't we talk about uh, presentation first? Uh, man, I fucking love the presentation. Yeah, we don't have the box, but the pictures of the box just yeah. totally match yeah. what you're getting. The box is cool. The, they do come in cello uh, with a barcode for yeah. retailers, which is awesome. Um, I hate price tags on cigars. I think that's low class. Yeah. Um, Honestly, surprised they were cello wrapped. I think this is something they shouldn't have cello wrapped. I agree. I I don't think they should have cello wrapped yeah. it. And this like band made out of tobacco is so cool looking. Yep. Uh, but the beauty of the wrapper and you know the rustic nature of it is kind of hidden behind the cello. Yeah. Um, and for a limited edition run, I almost wish they hadn't celloed it. Yeah. You know? I agree. They shouldn't have cello wrapped it. But hey. So what do you have for presentation? Uh, I want to give it an, uh, an eight. I had an eight as well. I thought that was an easy, you know. Yeah, it's just very rustic, man. Straight to the point. No banding, like no legitimate banding. Yep. the The whole brand fits, and the points offered just for the cello. Yeah. Um. Definitely, and then price coming in at fourteen and a quarter. Um, what are you thinking there? I think an eight as well. You know, it's not too high. I mean, if you're if you smoke the other one, you know what you're getting. So the price isn't hateful, and it's CAO, so they're very long established. So you you know they you can't say oh they're just you know pricing something high just for the hell of it like some mm-hmm. other companies do on a new release, which is I think it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, I had a eight for price as well. I think it's uh, in a really good sweet spot. There's a lot yeah. of competition. Like that uh, Alma de Fuerte that I smoked yesterday, mm-hmm. um, but it's also special. Yeah, like you're gonna pick it up. Yeah, because the Alma Fuerte is what eighteen, nineteen, or no, twenty two. Which depends which Vitola you got. The Vitola I got was fifteen bucks. Okay, so I count that the same as this. Okay, yeah, yeah, because the Salmon is their most expensive Vitola. Mm-hmm. I think that comes in at twenty four. Yeah, I got the tiny one. And you're getting a good amount of tobacco. Yeah. For the, oh, for the a lot. I mean, we've been smoking this for an hour, and uh, I'm halfway through. Yeah, normally the other cigars were at the last inch Yeah. by this yeah. time, but this thing's going strong. I like that. So you're getting your bang for your buck. I, I think so, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so construction. What are your uh, thoughts? You're, you had a better constructed cigar than I did, no doubt. But uh, what do you have for construction? I want to give it a nine, man. It's beautiful looking stick. I didn't get anything torn apart. The cap's holding pretty strong. You know, I'm not getting any wrapper popping. The the wrap 
the rapper Tobacco is just beautiful. So that's where my nine comes from. Yeah, I had an eight. You can see I've got a little flap there yep. on the edge of the wrapper, and it didn't want to uh, burn straight. Now, it wasn't anything major. I didn't even have to touch it up. I just rolled it over. Yep. But, um, you know, not uh, not perfect, we'll put it that way. So I give it an eight for construction. But overall, well-constructed cigar. Draw is perfect. You know, the, the burn has been great. Um, nothing to really complain about, Mm-mm. you know. Uh, and that brings us to flavor. So super unique flavor. And like we said, I, I think this cigar is stronger than it's advertised as. Oh, yeah. Um, I would put the strength at squarely in the full camp, and I would put the body at mid-full. Yeah. Um, and it's got just some really unique flavors, like some fruit, some cedar to start out. Yeah. Um, picked up this like sweet and sour component. A little saltiness. A little vegetal. Um, little vegetal. That fruitiness has got me pretty, you know, um, pretty tripped out because mm-hmm. I'm like, never expected that out of this mm-hmm. cigar. Yep. I don't know. Do you remember that in the 2022? So it wasn't 22. The last one that I had, I believe, was 2014. Mm. Okay. So it was older. Yes. I remember uh, coriander. That That's what stood out to me, mm-hmm. which is more like citrus. Um and maybe a little of that now, too. Like, that sour that I'm talking about really is kind of a citrus sour. Okay. You know, like, not sa- not bitter sour, but but more like citrus sour, where it's a little unsweet. Sweet okay. and sour. Sweet and sour. Yeah, like a, like a tangelo. Okay. Like a limon. <laughs> um, so, what do you have for flavor? I want to give it a nine, just because of how unique it is. That fruity... Note just took me by surprise. I had a nine for uh, flavor as well because it's a good flavor, mm-hmm. and that little hint of smoked meat is so tantalizing. Yeah, like it just sets it off. But it's so unique, and for someone like me that has smoked thousands of cigars, to you know pick up a cigar and like it rings my bell in my palate, but yep. it's also unique. Like that's so hard to find anymore. Um, so I gave it a nine for nine for flavor as well. And a, definitely, like, if you can get online and find one of these, they might be sold out already. Yeah. Um, but definitely pick one up and give it a shot because, you know, there's just nothing else in the humidor like it right now. Yeah. You can definitely pick it up on the secondary market. It's going to suck, but you can. Yeah, it's going to be expensive. So um, that brings us to our last uh, metric that we rank, which is experience and we always say it's the most uh, subjective, but right. also the most important. Mm-hmm. I've had cigars that were technically excellent, and the experience was meh. Yeah. And I've had some cigars that were kind of technically not great, yeah. but the experience was awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like going to a Kiss concert, <laughs> where it's like, they're not known for the excellence of their music, but goddamn, you feel good. Yeah. You know? So, how... Uh, how do you feel about this? Is it a KISS concert? Is it a ACDC concert? What, uh, what's going on with this? I wouldn't know. I've never been to any of those. <laughs> Is it a mariachi band? Is it a mariachi Help. band? <laughs> live versus not live? More like a live mariachi a live band. live mariachi band. So what are you thinking for experience? I want to say nine. Dude, this is such a great smoke. and We're fortunate that we have the correct environment to smoke every cigar that we smoke on the, you know here. Yeah, we are. We're, we're fortunate to have the hot box. And also, you know, 
like smoking a cigar with a dude that knows cigars and enjoys them. Like, it's totally different from on the couch with your in-laws, you know, <laughs> like on the back porch couch, yeah. you know, while they talk about like the Wizard of Oz or something. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's a true story, but we won't. <laughs> yeah, I had an eight. Um, that brings the total score to 42 for this cigar, which is pretty good. We don't have a lot in the low 40s. No. Um, yeah, and, and uh, you know, all rankings aside, I would say that this is a must smoke. Like, if you're in the hobby, you know, if you're brand new, be careful. It, this You might not yeah. enjoy it. It might make you green around the gills. If you're an experienced smoker, though, like, you just have to try it. Right. Because it is a special cigar. Yeah. I like and, the wax on your oh, yeah. wrapper. But if you are new, <clears throat> I would suggest buying it and waiting a year to smoke it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Wait until you feel ready. Feel ready and have smoked like a Padron 26. Something strong. You know, without vomiting. <laughs> um, you know, and wait till you can handle it. An M81. Ugh. Well, the M81 paired great, but without the pairing, man, mm-hmm. you want to talk about a flat, strong Yeah, cigar. that is just flat and strong. Uh, one note wonder. All right, and that is it. The CAO Amazon Basin 6x52 2024 release which we are enjoying here and still enjoying like halfway oh, yeah. done you know i almost feel bad ranking it yeah we have, we're not soon. done with it yeah yeah but we are running out of time and so with that we will sign off thanks everybody for joining us on burnline podcast we will see you again next week